All right, welcome casuals to the first episode of No Dog in the Fight. Uh, this is where we've moved our uh, fantasy aspect of the Jib Board podcast. So uh, this week is just me and Nick Noah uh, going through basically everything fantasy football as of now. So we're um, uh, this considered a pilot episode. So we're going to try to figure some stuff out on this. Uh, I think it's going to go really well, though, especially for people that are just looking for some fantasy insight and, uh, you know, maybe some advice that hopefully uh, we, we give you the right advice on. Well, uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we're all right. More yeah. decent. Yeah. Just don't look at uh just don't look at fantasy records. <laughs> yeah. Do it do as I say, not as I do. Yep. This is uh this is after we know after the fact of the draft. So we're we're getting there. <laughs> yeah. We're well, getting and, there. A, and after eight weeks of football too. Yeah. Yeah. That we really just watch football and we tell you what we see. <laughs> the, the 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 analysis skills are through the roof but um so first thing we'll go into or uh from this past week we're going to go into studs and duds and nick i'll let you lead off with the uh the studs of the week from each position yeah first uh for quarterback we've got uh sam howell so sam howell i mean he's been okay this season um he's been okay yeah but i mean against against uh the eagles they kind of had a shootout which is kind of you know surprising because the eagles have had to rely on their defense a lot but mm-hmm. he threw for almost 400 yards and four touchdowns um only had one sack so that was pretty big um chris mccaffrey i mean we've said it on the other podcast Chris McCaffrey is having like an MVP esque season because right now I, I just like I don't feel like any quarterback has played consistently enough. Mm-hmm. Whereas I mean Chris McCaffrey again we we talked about it on the other podcast fourteen touchdowns in eight games and and that's ridiculous. Yeah, um, wow. He's had nine rushing and four uh, receiving and. I mean, he's even had a little bit of time missed. It hasn't been much, but still, I mean, he's played through it. This last week, he played through an injury and had two touchdowns still. So, Chris McCaffrey, he, he honestly, he could be a stud every week. Yeah. Um, CD, CD is very interesting because it's almost, and we'll get into it in a second when you do your duds, it's almost like a, trade for one of them's doing really well and the other one's lacking because of it mm-hmm. whereas cd i mean dallas is really turning into an air raid i mean they're Honest. they're passing a lot and cd cd is not the fastest guy but his route running is like just under Devonte adams in my opinion for and sure. so he's getting so many open looks and so again, he had forty-one fantasy points, so that's that's crazy. And then uh, the last one for a tight end, you know, technically he's a backup. Is Donald Parham? Um, he played against the Bears, so you know, take it as you will. But Parham, when he's been uh, when he's been active, because he has missed some time with injury, 
he's really come big in the end zone for the Chargers. And it, that was, again, another thing. He scored a touchdown simply because the dude's 6'8". Yeah. And so as, a big... at a tight end. Now, he's slow as crap, but, I mean, he's honestly kind of what Jimmy Graham was towards the end of his career, even though technically his career's not over, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, when Jimmy Graham lost all his speed, he became that just tall dude you toss up, you know, big body to throw at. And so that's really what Parham is right now for the Chargers. And I mean, he got fourteen point three points, but again, it's against the Bears. But he's had a couple outings like this that, you know, when he's been healthy, he's their red zone target. He comes in exclusively for that. Yeah. Well, and then that gets us into our duds for the week. Um, a surprising dud on here is the quarterback. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he only had 5.6 points this week. He, um, it was, it was a rough outing against a team that you did not expect them to have a rough outing against with, uh, with Denver. Um, I know like there, there's been a lot of, uh, changing of narratives and this that and the other like you know when Mahomes is doing great it's because of Mahomes when he's not doing great it's because of something else um I know the uh cycling through different receivers like Kadarius Tony obviously is not panned out um Scott Moore is subpar Marcus Valdez Scantling is subpar um one of their better receivers targets at the receiver position is somebody we're going to talk about here in a little bit but so he just did not have a uh, did not have a great this week. Another person that hasn't had a great week and re- to be completely honest, a great year has been Tony Pollard. Um, I know a lot of people took him high after Zeke left, and he had six point five points this week. And it kind of goes back to what you were talking about how Dallas is turning more into an air raid team and kind of abandoning abandoning the run. But you wouldn't think that would be the situation when they have Tony Pollard and. Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State uh, drafted this year, who could be a hell of a swing back if they gave him the opportunity. So, um, I don't know. Things aren't really just matching up for the uh, for who they have for the Dallas run game and uh, what, their, what their output is. And it's crazy because, I mean, he was doing much better when Ezekiel Elliott was there, and he was trading carries with them. And now that he's the primary back, I mean, it it's been bad. Yeah, it it has. I mean, because I know, I mean, just to go into a little bit of detail about it, I know I've got him on uh, my, one of my fantasy teams. And, I mean, realistically, his first three weeks, I mean, you, you can't really complain. He had 22 points, then he had 19, then he had 15, then he had 9 points and 8 points, back up to 17 against the Chargers, and this week against 6.5. So, and then with them – coming up against uh, playing against the Philadelphia front seven this coming up week. I don't think you can really expect any better. Um, our wide receiver uh, dud this week is going to be Cooper cup. Um, I mean, the, the, the Cowboys just demolished the Rams and cup did not help mitigate that issue at all. Um, and realistically Puka Nakua didn't either, but um, cup only had 6.1 points. Um, it's, I know that Stafford got hurt as well, but that wasn't until later on in the game. And that's, I mean, he got hurt when the game was near about decided. So I don't know. Cup is, uh, he had two good weeks, you know, right when he came back, you know, high, high teens, almost twenties. And now we're going back down. So I don't know if maybe he's still 
battling a little bit of a lingering injury or it's just a product of the situation playing a defense like Dallas or what? And then finally, uh, our tight end, uh, our dud tight end is uh, Luke Musgrave for Green Bay. And it's I feel like this is less of him and more of the situation that is the Green Bay Packers right now. But um, he only had 2.9 points. I know a lot of people actually start him because they see him as a check down option for Jordan Love. And Jordan Love's not checking down. He's throwing the ball away. He's getting sacked. It's been bad. Very, very bad. And, I mean, Musgrave has been one of the few highlights, if you want to say. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's – his his outlook is trending down. And I, I, I could see it continue to trend down. Yeah, I know, absolutely. Especially if they don't – like, what was it? Their first, first four or five games, um, Green Bay looked all right. But now it's just like – what what is going on? What yeah. changed? What what changed after the Detroit game, where they basically like rewrote the script and now it's even worse. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that'll that'll get us into our waiver pickups. Um. Nick, I know you had uh one one that's a smart pick, but another one, your first one right here that you're about to go into is a uh, kind of interesting. It's kind of a shocker because nobody realizes it. I would say right now, if you're, I mean, hell, I've been in that situation um, this year, just continually panning for a quarterback. You either, like me, I drafted Justin Fields and has not panned out. And then I had uh, Brock Purdy as my backup. And both of them, I mean, I have gone through the ringer. But looking at it right now, Russell Wilson and I'm not basing this just off the uh, the Kansas City game because he did well, Russell Wilson is very, very quietly having a good season, and their record does not you know, show that. But he is tied for fourth. No, he is outright fourth in the league in passing touchdowns, mm-hmm. and he is tied for fifth in total touchdowns average per game. And I believe he's second in touchdown to interception ratio. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, again, like we hear the narrative of Russell Wilson and bad, 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 but he's not playing that bad. He's just, again, being overlooked and don't, don't get me wrong. There's better options, but if you were trying to stream or you, you were just SOL on quarterbacks like me, Russell Wilson is not a bad pickup, especially for like a bye week and you don't have a backup. He's your guy. 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah. Um, where he where it kind of hurts Russell Wilson is his lack of actual passing yards. But realistically, Russell Wilson is like off based off ESPN statistics, ESPN fantasy. He is the number 10 quarterback. Averaging yep. 16.8 points. And if you're and in a 12-man league. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And plus uh, another thing too is like another thing to kind of like take into consideration is that there has been only one game where he has scored under 10 points. And there has been only three games where he scored under 15. So it's – and it's the games where – those games where he uh, was under 15, 
He threw for 149, 194 yards and a touchdown, 306 yards and a touchdown in the interception. And then the one where he scored seven points was with a touchdown and two interceptions. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, he, he's really just kind of under the radar. But he, I, again, if you were looking for someone or you got a bye week, pick him up. Mm-hmm. The next guy is very similar because it's kind of, you know, you're taking from a bad team and hoping for a, a small highlight of that bad team, and that's Trey McBride for tight end. Tight end is, again, I mean, this season and I would say last couple of seasons, a very spotty position in fantasy. And just because, I mean, from week to week, like, for example, I've got Darren Waller, and mm-hmm. he looks good and scores 22 points one game, and then he gets hurt on the first drive and has 1.4 points so you've got things like that but Trey McBride is stepping in for Zach Ertz who just went on IR and he's kind of being what that Luke Musgrave was ish um for Green Bay but I mean honestly like (laughs) the Cardinals are passing the ball better than the Packers right now oh absolutely Um, and so they're starting uh I, I honestly couldn't even tell you his name the new quarterback, but Kyler Murray could be coming back in the next couple of weeks. And I mean, Trey McBride had 25.5 points last week at tight end in his first game with, it was just him starting. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and he had 14 targets. He had 10 catches for 95 yards. But again, I mean, you've consistently all season seen like after the first five, because he's really just a no name after those five, he had, Three targets, five targets, six targets, 14 targets. And that 14 mark was when Zach Ertz was officially out. So Trey McBride is, again, I mean, if you're looking for someone, what again, whether you've just had bad luck with tight ends or what, Trey McBride's not a bad little pickup. Yeah. Well, and with my waiver pickups, my first one is actually going to be the uh, stud from this week, uh, Sam Howell. Uh, so Sam Howell is right there. He he is the number eight uh, quarterback in ESPN fantasy. Um, his issues seem to arise when they play a consistently good defense. Like when they play Buffalo, he scored 0.6. When they play the Giants, he scored 9.46. But again, after those two games, he has scored over 15 points and he has basically scored 20 in how many weeks? Eight weeks. He has scored 20 points in one, two, three. Over 20 points in three weeks. Over 18 in five weeks. So, he, they've committed to Sam Howell, and they've realistically said, like, hey, regardless of how you do, we're, we're going to pass the ball. Um, that could be seen against Buffalo when he had four interceptions. But since then, he's had three interceptions – and one, two, three, four, five, six, ten touchdowns. So, well, I mean, you also want to look at his receivers, too. He does not have a bad receiving core. Jahan Dodson, Scary John Terry. Dawson, uh, Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel, Logan yeah. Thomas at tight end. I mean, there, there's some good options. And plus, I mean, Brian Robinson's picking up a little bit in the – plus Antonio Gibson. I mean, you've got a lot of options that he can that he can throw to. And that's what they're committing to. So, 
yeah, I mean, he's very under the radar. So that's a really good waiver pickup. Yeah. And my second one is going to be a somebody starting to come out of their shell a little bit. Um, Rasheed Rice at Kansas City. Uh, you know, we talked about how Mahomes doesn't really have anybody to throw to, but Rasheed Rice has, you know, Kelsey is going to be the number one target in Kansas City until either him or Mahomes leaves. That's that's just how it is. But Rasheed Rice is making the most of what he's been given in the, in this situation. He's a young guy. He's a rookie. Um, this year he's been targeted the most in a game seven times. It's an average of about five. But in the past four weeks, he's had 13 points, 11 points, 17 points, and 9.6 against Denver. But again, that was that Denver game was brutal. So he's um he is starting to come out of his shell a little bit. And if you're in need of a flex spot, let's just say you have like your receiving core is hurt, or like you've got a like you Justin Jefferson, for example. Like you pick Justin Jefferson and now your receiving core is kind of struggling. Rasheed Rice would be one of those guys that you could pick to stabilize a little bit until Jefferson comes back. Well, he's, um, he reminds me of Juju Smith-Schuster last year for the uh, Kansas City. He was not great, but he he definitely got some uh, got some touches. And with that, I mean, if he can score a touchdown, then that can put him in the high teens with the target share that he's getting. Absolutely. Um. Well, and I guess that will go into our sell high and buy low too, too. And I'll go with mine real quick. Um, my sell high is going to be Gus Edwards. Um, I know I know he's looking more and more like what am I trying to say? Some people already have him because he's the number one running back at uh, Baltimore as of now, right? Because uh, J.K. Dobbins went down. Yeah. So a lot of people picked up picked him up in that um after the after that incident. So and the past couple of weeks he's had, I mean, I think he's had like five touchdowns in two weeks. He yeah. had three this past week. Yeah. Um, but I don't expect that to continue. I really don't. Um, I think it goes back to more of a Lamar Jackson. This is Lamar Jackson's team, and he's gonna like make plays with his feet more. It'll be a little bit more of a running back by committee as well with Justice Hill. That plus I think they rely on their defense more. Like they had a great game against Detroit two weeks ago. Don't get me wrong. But then they turn around and barely won this past week. So I'm not saying like the Detroit game was a fluke as Detroit throws a pick six. Um, How about the timing of that? But um yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't say that that game was a fluke, but I will say that you can get something out of Gus Edwards for your team for your value. You know, like I, I just don't see his production staying up. Um, somebody I would buy low, though. I think I would buy Dalton Kincaid low, rookie out of Utah. Um, he has not seen a lot of target share this year up until the past couple weeks. I think this week he had 17 point yeah 17.5 points against Tampa Bay and then he had 15.5 against New England. You know what the big difference there was Nick? Awesome Knox. Number 1 but uh, well yeah, I mean it was really Dal- uh, Dawson Knox being what injured, I guess. Yeah, he's somewhat. on IR. He's on IR, 
target share went up too. Mm -hmm. So I would buy him low if you can, because I honestly, I would have bought him low after the New York Giants game, because I believe that's when Dawson Knox got hurt. I would have yeah. bought him low after that. But if you still have the ability to, or even pick him up on waivers, that's, that's, that's who I would if you need a tight end. Well, what about, so, what about your, uh, your sell high and your buy lows? One of those names on there actually looks familiar from a segment earlier. No, I'm changing it. Oh, okay. Never uh, mind. My sell high is Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs, I mean, as we speak, we're, we're doing this as the Lions play. But last week he had, I think, 26 points. And right now, I haven't seen what it is right now, but I've seen him break off a couple big passing um, plays and rushing yards. Um I really think it's going to diminish once David Montgomery gets back, especially the red zone looks. And so, I mean, has 13.7 points okay, right now. There you go. So, yeah, as soon as David Montgomery gets back, I think it's going to diminish. But, you know, if you can get him to, if you can sell him for a higher receiver or based on whatever your needs are, you know, you could, you could possibly get like a Mike Evans or even a Chris Godwin. I mean, just kind of throwing two guys that I, tend to always have for some reason in fantasy but like you can get probably a top 20 maybe a top 15 receiver out of him mm -hmm. who i think again he's going to diminish and then by low is Devonte adams Devonte mm -hmm. adams the last four weeks he has had let's see Devonte adams has had 8.5, 4.9, 12.7, and he has one catch tonight so far, and it's in the third quarter. He has not looked good the last couple of weeks, and the Raiders just have not looked good because of it. Agreed. And so I think if you could get him for, like, even a Jameer Gibbs, you know, yeah. he, I think better days are coming for him. I think the Raiders are going to realize that if we don't get him the ball, our offense will not move the ball. And so they're going to scheme him open because he's going to get open. But instead of having like a play where he's got two to three different options he can go to, it's, hey, this play, you're throwing it to Devontae Adams. So yeah. right now, if you can get him for, you know, somebody not that you think is going to, you know, kind of falter, like I said, like a Gibbs – then I think it's going to pay out pretty well. Absolutely. Well, and then this uh, we'll go into our best possible. So with our best possible lineup, this is like foregoing, obviously like current teams. Like this is who we think will be the best. This is basically who we're predicting our who our studs are going to be next week. For me, I feel like a quarterback. You've got to have Matt Stafford. I know. I know he technically got hurt this past week. Um, injured his, uh, from what you said, Nicky, injured his uh, thumb when he threw it and hit somebody in the helmet. Yeah. So uh, he's questionable. But this week, they're playing Green Bay. Green Bay is bad. And I feel like this is going to be a bounce-back game for all three of those guys we mentioned earlier between him, uh, Cup, and Nakua. So, because another thing, too, that we talked about on the Jetboard podcast that comes out on Wednesday mornings um, is <laughs> we, uh, we talked about how the Rams don't have a run game. Like, after Kyron Williams went down um, and they've picked up Daryl Henderson and they've picked up uh, 
who was the other guy? What's the other guy's name? I don't even remember his name. Uh, is it like Russell or something like that? Oh, yeah. No, I don't know. I was thinking of Zach Evans. It may be Zach Evans, but... Well, Zach um, Evans gets maybe two touches a game. Yeah, so, like, that's... They're, they're going to have to rely on the passing game. And so, Stafford has consistently been a good quarterback wherever he's when he was at lines, obviously when he's been at the Rams, when he's not been hurt. So if he's able to play, I think I would throw him in my lineup. Um, with my running back, I'm going to say Brees Hall, because let me tell you something about yeah. Brees Hall. He has been under a lot of people's radars, especially since he's back fully healthy. The past three weeks were uh, three games. Let me rephrase that because they had a bye week, week seven. Past three games, 28 points, 20 points, and 21 points. And they like it's insane. He's starting to finally get his share of touches. What came right after, like they said, okay, he's no longer on snap count. And immediately, I mean, mm -hmm. blown up. And it, they're they're getting they're getting them the ball uh, a lot out in the open field, like with check downs and stuff like that. So because realistically, like against Denver, he had 177 rushing yards. Then against Philly, he had 39 rushing yards, and then he had 17 against uh, the Giants. But where he has picked up is he had 54 yards receiving against. Uh, Philadelphia, and then he had 76 yards receiving and a touchdown. It was targeted nine times uh, against the Giants. So I would throw Hall there. Um, I'm going to pick Devontae Smith as my receiver, being that, like we talked about on the, the main podcast, um, A.J. Brown's on a tear. And Dallas next week is going to look to shut A.J. Brown down, and I think that is going to open up a, uh, Devontae Smith a lot more and he's going to have a more of a breakout game this year or this week. Um, it's either my, going to be, he's going to have a breakout game or the Eagles will just straight up lose. Yes. And like so, the, they will, the Eagles will not produce yes. that, that. Yeah. That's, that's exactly. Um, and then finally at my tight end, I'm going to pick uh, David and Joku. They are playing against Arizona and he's actually had two decent games. Um, over the past couple weeks, he had 10.4 against Indiana, had 17.7 um, uh, against Seattle. He's been targeted. Uh, it was nine times against Indiana, eight times against Seattle. Uh, the big thing there is that uh, P.J. Walker, I think, somehow opens up the passing game more than Deshaun Watson. That's what it's kind of looked like over the past weeks. P.J. Walker may not be the better quarterback, but it looks like he is more willing to spread the ball out and throw the deeper passes and the contested passes. Now, granted, that may get him in trouble, but he's willing to spread the ball more. Um, Njoku right now is ranked at the at the 16th spot for tight ends, but I think with them playing Arizona this week and Arizona kind of being like in the state that they are now, I, I don't think you can go wrong with Njoku. And then finally, at my flex, um, I, you got to pick Alvin Kamara. I, I don't think you can go without saying Alvin Kamara. The only reason – I was trying to go matchup-based with my first four, but I don't think you can go wrong with Alvin Kamara, especially with Derek Carr being the check-down king. 
I, th- there should be no reason why Alvin Kamara is not in, in your lineup if you have him. Um, and that gets that gets to you, Nick. So first, I've got Josh Allen. He's the number one quarterback in fantasy, but he's going up against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's defense has just struggled um, through most of the season. And I, Josh Allen's probably going to produce. He's probably going to have another rushing touchdown at some point because, you know, they'll get down first and goal at the one or the two, and he'll run it in. Uh, and then for my next, I've got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has been a little bit underwhelming this season due to however you want to say it. But since getting Levis, I think that's going to open up because I think you know, Levis's performance in the second half of his last game kind of was an eye opener and they're playing Pittsburgh. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Pittsburgh's got, we always talk about how like kind of dirty, nasty, uh, Pittsburgh AFC North is yeah, AFC North. Exactly. But the Pittsburgh Steelers let up the most explosive runs by a running back in the NFL. They, they have let up the most 20-yard uh, rushes than any other team. Hmm. And so it's surprising. And that's where Derrick Henry thrives Oh yeah, when he gets into the open. if he that, That's been his problem this season is he hasn't been able to get to the second level. When he gets to the second level, I mean, it's hard to stop him. And so I think they're going to be able to do that. And Mike Evans is my wide receiver. He's going up against... Uh, the Texans and I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers need a bounce back and I think it's going to be kind of a tight game but Mike Evans is probably going to get the number one because Chris Godwin was their number one receiver last week mm-hmm. and so I think it's going to be kind of his time to shine and going up against it's more than likely going to be Stingley uh yeah and so I think the the height advantage is going to be the big one. I think they're kind of going to game plan more kind of 50-50 shots to Mike Evans. I think that's going to produce pretty big. He's due. Um, then I've got Kelsey at tight end. I mean, you can just talk about a broken record, but coming off a bad game with, you know, against – the Broncos Kelsey is probably going to pick up the slack a lot because they're going to scheme around him like they always do. And so against Miami, Miami's defense has struggled against good teams. You know, when they played uh, the bills, they let up 48 points when they played uh, the Eagles who the Eagles were kind of struggling on offense. uh, They gave up 31 points. So Kelsey's again, I mean, one plus one equals two. So, uh, lastly, at my flex, kind of someone different who's, again, just another under-the-radar game is the wide receiver number 13 this year is Michael Pittman Jr. And I feel like a lot of people have believed, especially last year, he was overrated. But mm-hmm. Michael Pittman Jr. has not had a bad season. Michael Pittman Jr., he's going up against Carolina, who have let up you know, a good bit of yards in the passing game so far. And they just haven't really showed that they could stop much. And the last 
Well, yeah, I mean, he's the only time he's had less than a 10 point game was against the Rams. But other than that, I mean, he he has had a consistent floor. Quiet. Also, yeah, but he's also had a decent ceiling where he scored 23, he scored 19, he scored 18, he scored 16.7. Like, you know, he he can get you those decent and now, especially with uh Anthony Richardson out and Gardner Minshew in. He's really like kind of dialing in. Okay, like you know, he had 13 targets last week, and then the Mm -hmm. week before with against Jacksonville, he had 14 targets. So he's getting looks, and so I think uh, between him and now that he's got a little bit of help with uh, was it uh, Jared Downs, Mm -hmm. uh, the rookie? Now that he's getting a little bit of help with a number two receiver, they can't just you know, okay, the whole game plan is just stop Michael Pittman Jr. because he's overlooked. I think he's I think he's due for a good game. Yeah. Well, the way the way that Michael Pittman Jr. is playing this year kind of reminds me at a at a little bit of a lower level, it reminds me of how Amon Ross St. Brown is. Yeah. This year. It's like he's very consistent. Um, there is a you know that he is gonna get you X amount of points within a six point frame. So like if he's projected like fifteen points. You know he's going to get you anywhere from twelve to eighteen. You know yeah. he is he is consistent. So yeah, he's no, not going to bust, but he may not boom, but he's going to get you what he's projected. Oh, absolutely, and especially being the number one guy. Um, and from what I understand, the Colts don't really have like a tight end either. So like Pittman, I mean, you can realistically say Pittman is not necessarily their check down guy, but their go to guy. You know, like. He, he's he's going to be open, and the routes that they run for him, he's he's going to be open to get him the ball. Maybe it's like a, you know, like a four four yard five or four five yard curl or a slant to the inside, or maybe like a little short out route or something like that. But he's he's gonna he's gonna be open to get the ball, get that him the ball. Yep. So, all right. Well, moving in, on into our final segment. Um, this is actually, <laughs> uh something we're going to do based off of what's called dynasty. And for everybody that doesn't know what a uh, dynasty football league is, it's when you draft a team and then you keep that same team year to year. So there's a, there's a little bit of a different strategy when you draft. Um, we do ours through an app called sleeper. And so what we're going to do now is we are going to draft me and Nick, the top 10 players that we, if we had the opportunity to take in uh, dynasty, um, the parameters are we have to take one each of quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, and then a flex. But we can take them at any point in time. So Nick can start off with a receiver, and I can go to a running back. But after that, we we have we have our flex, but we can't pick those again. So you can end up with two running backs. You can end up with two receivers. But um, once you take it, they're they're off the board. So. Um, Nick, you do the honors and you start me off or you start us off with, uh, with who you would take number one overall. Shocker, shocker. I'm taking Chris McCaffrey. Uh, you know, with sleeper, you're, like you said, you're, you're really looking for, you know, young guys because you keep the same team mm-hmm. and Christian McCaffrey is about that middle age area where running backs, can still produce. And I mean, obviously you're seeing that right now. He's 27, Mm -hmm. but he's the running back one in fantasy. He's been, I mean, just 
so consistent in scoring, whether it's his receiving, whether it's his running, whether it's his, the touchdowns, it doesn't matter. And so I, he's he's still got a good, I would say, five years. Of, oh, yeah. You know, prime, like top five running back potential. So, I mean, unless you're looking for, you know, 10 years down the road, I think I'm fine with having the number one receiver or running back for five years. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go a little bit different. I'm going to take a receiver and um, I'm actually going to take because of results plus the situation he's in. I'm going to take A.J. Brown. Uh, the reason I'm taking A.J. Brown is because he is putting up consistent numbers, like great numbers at Philadelphia right now. Philadelphia is going to be a reckoning for the next five to six years already. And one thing that we don't talk about is that A.J. Brown has only been in the league four years. So he is still going to be a force to be reckoned with, even if the Eagles decide to burn everything to the ground and trade away. I feel like anywhere he goes, unless they just, unless they have a, they're running the wildcat. I feel like AJ Brown's. Yeah. Is, is fine. Um, my next pick, I am going to take a, um, I'm going to go ahead and take my running back here. And just based off the results that I've seen from him this year and his outlook and his youth, I'm going to take Bijan uh as my running back um there's a lot of positive outlook for him uh not necessarily the falcons but for him like he has solidified himself already his rookie year as the number one back um he really hasn't been injured so far even though his usage like going into the nfl so i feel like he like even after he gets done with his rookie contract he's going to be a, re- a receiver number one where our receiver running back number one, wherever he goes, especially if the Falcons decide to keep him. So give me Bijan for my running back. And Algiers on a, on a clock. I mean, they're, oh, yeah. they're not there now. Granted Algier is young. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a rookie last year, but yeah, I mean, Algier probably will not be there because I think Algier has the potential to be a running back one, or at least a split back for another team. But I think uh, the Falcons will want his usage to Bijan's usage to really shoot up. And so that's a really good pick. Yeah. Well, who do you have for your, uh, your next pick? So I want my receiver now and I'm very, like, I'm honestly very, very split, but I'm going to go with Amon Ra, St. Brown. Okay. He is, I think in his third year. Uh, maybe fourth, but he he's not in his prime yet, and mm-hmm. he's just he's the wide receiver eleven with missing two games, I believe. I mean, dude has potential for top five, in my opinion, and mm-hmm. he's always just so quiet because, again, he's just consistent. He's not making these crazy catches like George Pickens. He's not, you know, he's not breaking these. 80 yard plays like Tyreek, but I mean, he just catches these. Oh, that's another 20 yards. Oh, that's another 25. Oh, that's 15. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, crap, he has 130 yards and a touchdown and 10 receptions. Well, that was a quiet, you know, 30 point performance. And so, yeah, Monra is, I mean, 
that's that's pretty obvious. Um, with tight end, I'm going to take my next as tight end, and I'm going to take Hawkinson. And I think, you know, we've talked about it before that Hawkinson, even though Kirk Cousins is hurt, he's solidified as the number one tight end. And he's he's young, though. He's only 26. And yeah. so that's that's the thing about him. Like, you know, he, he looks old because of the hair and the beard. And, you know, he plays like a vet. But he's only 26. And so Hawkinson is year in, year out, top three. Uh, the only reason I wouldn't take Kelsey this high is just because, again, I mean, Kelsey's kind of old. Kelsey's thirty four. Yeah, yeah. So and and the way he plays, I could start seeing the injuries rack up a little bit. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm taking Hawk. Uh, but yeah, I think that goes to you then. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and take my tight end too. Um, I'm going Mark Andrews. Um, five years in the league. He's 28 years old. He's the number two uh, tight end currently. Um, as long as he stays healthy, which health was an issue for him last year, but as long as he stays healthy, like he's he's gonna be he's gonna be the Kelsey for Lamar Jackson as long as he stays in Baltimore. Um, big guy, really good route runner. Um, highly athletic, like extremely athletic. So he can he can get open and. But the thing is, he's like, he doesn't really play the same way that Kelsey does because Kelsey just runs to the open spot where Andrews is actually running routes. So like, I, I like having Andrews uh, just because of his his somewhat use. There's a couple other guys that you could throw in there, like Sam Laporta for the uh, Lions this year. Uh, possibly Musgrave, you know, if he was producing more. Um, possibly George Kittle, but he's got in, his inconsistency. So I feel like Andrews is a, is a safe pick for my tight end. Um, yep. With uh, – I'm going to go ahead and take my flex. And this is, this is kind of tough because with the flex, obviously it's wide receiver, running back, tight end. Uh, I'm not – uh, let's see. I, if it's me, if it's me, I think I'm going to take a running back. And I think I'm going to steal your guy from last time. I think I'm going KW3. I think I'm going Kenneth Walker. I don't like. Hard not he, to pick him. It's, it's hard not to pick him, man. Like, you know, with with Kenneth Walker the third, the thing about Kenneth Walker the third is that. There's other running backs you could obviously take. You could take Saquon. You could take Kamar. Kamar would be a great one. Um, but he's in a good spot where he's in a more balanced offense where he can thrive. And a big thing, specifically with Kamara, for me is like Kamara is a little bit of a wild card. So, you know, you don't want to have someone that could potentially get suspended or kicked out yeah. of the league, yeah. you know. So I'm gonna go with the safe bet there and uh pick Kenneth Walker. Good pick. Is that who you're gonna pick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go and I almost always go with a, a running back for my first flex, so I'm gonna swap it up. I'm gonna go Jordan Addison. That's a great pick. And again, like it there are a lot of questions because you know, Kirk Cousins just went down who because 
from what we're hearing, they're more than likely going to take a uh, or get a quarter quarterback and they go get a quarterback. Yeah. I they're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably going to get Jabu. But regardless, he is he is Amon Ross St. Brown is like he, he's very, very much so. I'm going to get open and mm-hmm. he makes the, you know, again, it just doesn't look exciting like some of these other guys, but he scores and like he's so, he's a rookie, but his upside is so crazy. And if he can manage to stay alongside with uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, like he, God, he could seriously be a very strong number two. But even alone, I mean, right now you're seeing it when he's – it's just him. He's putting up, I mean, top seven receiver numbers. Oh, so yeah. So I, I think his usage will continue to rise. And then lastly, so I, I usually take my quarterback last. And, you know, it feels like I, I'm going to take a rookie here because I want – you know, quarterback, in my opinion, is not a very important – position in fantasy mm-hmm. the way i try and draft try is the keyword is you know i try not to lose my games or win my games with a quarterback very true but i'm gonna take in my opinion the next joe burrow is cj stroud oh yeah i mean yeah he i think he will continue to get better they're going to get bigger, better receivers down the road and eventually they'll figure out the running game and CJ Stroud. Again, I can see him. He's played awesome in his, you know, first year, but again, I think it's just going up and up and up like a Joe Burrow Mm -hmm. kind of, because when Joe Burrow first went to Cincinnati, they were struggling. They were bad. And he looked, you know, he was okay. He, He was good. And then he got hurt. I think CJ Stroud stays healthy and he just continues to get that confidence and that chemistry with receivers. And if they can get, go in the draft and get another receiver, you know, because right now they've got Nico Collins and Tank Dell that are kind of primarily leading the way. If they can get some serious help for him, I think CJ Stroud's going to be a, you know, generational quarterback. Yeah. And so with my quarterback pick, obviously that, that's why I have left. Um, I'm going Jalen Hurts. Three years in the league. He's the number two quarterback right now on a great team. Um, and I agree with what you said. Like, you can't win or lose your games based off quarterback. Like, you don't want to go for the guy that's going to have, like, Sam Howell, that's going to have 30 game, or thirty points one week, but then he's going to have 14, 15 the next. Um Jalen Hurts this year, besides week one, has scored 21 points or more in each game. He is consistent. I'm hearing from my pretty reliable Philadelphia source, if I'm not mistaken, Dalton, that um, he's somewhat injured as well. That's not why he's rushing as much. Um, But with that being said, though, he's still – I mean, he's still playing great. Uh, Sirianni's doing a great as a coach. He's got unlimited amount of weapons over at uh, Philadelphia right now. So 
and he he's a smart guy. I mean, he's a smart quarterback. He's not taking stupid hits. You know, like I hate I hate to say it, like because it sounds like I'm shit talking, but like Tua, for example, like Tua was getting hurt because he didn't know how to fall, and like his line wasn't protecting. Like that line is protecting him. So I feel like having uh, I feel like having Jalen as my quarterback will give me ten plus yeah. years of consistent quarterback play. What but, about the eleventh year? Well, then we'll need to talk. <laughs> if, if anybody can keep up with the dynasty league for eleven years, then congrats. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested to see if all of us actually like stay with. It's probably just going to be like Eli playing himself. I was about to say it's going to be somebody that just quits, like you know, because they're not good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But well, all right. Well, that wraps up episode one of No Dog in the Fight. Uh, Make sure you guys check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Uh, go check out all of our socials that we'll list on the uh, Jetboard episode. Um, but until then, uh, don't get faded.